Hey, everybody, it's Andrea. Before we start today's show, I have a super quick announcement to share with all of you. Beginning in April, I'm going to be launching a series of college to career live weekend boot camps to help graduating seniors as well as juniors who are confused about what jobs or careers they might want to pursue when they graduate. So imagine going from confused to confident with at least three different career options you'd be psyched to explore by the end of day one of the boot camp. And then learning the tools, tactics, and the strategies to find those jobs by the end of day two. The boot camp is live and it's led by me over Zoom. And you can learn more about it at College to Career Academy. That's college, the number two, career.academy. Or you can just look me up on LinkedIn and check out the featured section of my LinkedIn page. I can't imagine a better graduation gift for the college students in your life. Thanks so much for listening, and I know you're going to enjoy my next incredible guest. Hi there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Galit Lahav. I try to ask all time for coffee guests this next question in particular, and that is to share a time in their professional lives when they failed. I know you very much believe in the importance of being persistent despite failures and in resilience. For other guests who are not in a laboratory, maybe they got fired or they quit or whatever it was, but it was a painful experience. And the most important thing is how they persevered, how they got through it, and if there was a lesson they learned in the process. Could you share an experience that you've had, Galit? Of course. So first I would say I failed so many times. I've had so many papers rejected, so many grants rejected. But the one story I want to share is actually from my postdoc time. As I said, I was a postdoc at the Weizmann Institute and I developed this new method to look at P53 in individual cells. And we had to run videos under the microscope for many, many hours. And at that time, we did not have the equipment to do it. And so my mentor suggested that to send me to the Rockefeller Institute in New York to collaborate with another lab there that has that instrument. And so we did that, flew me to New York and I came, I went there for about two months with a very specific goal of acquiring movies, videos under the microscope of these cancer cells responding to drugs. And it was a very expensive, you know, flying to New York and housing in New York. And But we felt like it's really critical for my research. And the trip was a disaster. Like nothing worked 
worked. Nothing. The cells in Manhattan behave completely different than they were in Israel. And the microscope crashed and the computers crashed. And like every day I came to the lab, I tried the experiment again. And every day something happened. And it was, I want to say, it was a few days before I was supposed to go back to Israel. And I was able to acquire nothing. I felt horrible, like so ashamed and guilty that I spent all this time and money and wasn't able to get any data. And so I remember my postdoc mentor, Uriolong, called me in the lab and asked me how things are going. And I told him, it's, you know, it's a disaster. It's terrible. I have nothing. But, but I was like, don't worry. Like I have, you know, four more days and I'm going to work days and nights until I get this data. Like I promise you, I'll get it. And then he asked me, he said, Galit, have you been to any musicals since you came to Manhattan? And I I said, oh my God, no, no, I've been to the lab all the time. And he said, what about museums? Did you go see any art and, and, and shopping? And I kept saying, no, I didn't do anything. Really, I just worked all the time. And then he told me, this is what I want you to do right now. I want you to go to the microscope, get yourselves out of there, throw them into the trash and go and explore Manhattan. He's like, done. And you'll come home and we'll figure it out. And <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> and I have to say, I did not follow his advice immediately. I gave it one more try, which failed again. And then I was the last two or three days, I was able to enjoy my hat. And, but you know, it had a really, really important lesson for me, which I cherish behind running experiment and being productive. There's a human being and you really need to care for that human being beyond data acquired or productivity. And so again, this is something I implement in everything that I do with my students and postdocs now. What a beautiful example and such an important one that your mentor probably recognized whatever it was about those cells, you could have tried another thousand times and it wasn't going to work. And yet here you were in a brand new city and you weren't experiencing life. You were missing it. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you know, you and so guess much. what? Yeah. I came back, I came back and we figured it out, right? We managed to figure it out and I came back way more happier after having fun in New York for a few days. Fantastic. What an amazing story. Final question. If you could go back to college, back to Technion and do it all over again, but based on the wisdom you have right now, what advice would you give yourself? I think I would allow myself, give myself permission to be a little bit more out of consensus. I was really following the rules and I feel like sometimes we shouldn't try to fit so much and do what we are told. Like, for example, during my graduate studies or in college, I was the re recommendation I got is to focus more on biology courses or working in the lab rather than take courses in, in physics and computer science because it was a waste of time. This is what my mentors thought at that time, right? Again, systems biology didn't exist. No one appreciated that. And I kind of listened to them, right? I did a little bit on the side, but not enough. Like I wish I would just like break those boundaries and said, no, this is how I want to manage my degree. This is what I want to study. These are the skills I want to acquire. And I don't care this, this is the path most people have taken before me. I want to create my own. And so I got better in this, I think now, but I wish I had the guts and the courage to do it back then. Well, hopefully our young listeners will be inspired by your call to action that they are and should be the ones who are 
leading their own academic discovery and after they graduate, their own professional journey. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.